0: Welcome to the Tech Policy Podcast. I'm Ashken Kazarian. On today's show, we're going to talk about 5G for good and what T-Mobile is doing right now with their business. Joining us is Vice President of Federal Government and External Affairs, Mary Silla-Dixon. Mary, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Ash, for
1: having me on the show today. I'm I'm just honored and glad to be here today.
0: It's so amazing to have you with us. And um, let's just... Jump right in and start off with a very new and kind of shocking the world and everyone is talking about news is uh, John Ledger, the CEO, the Magenta Prince of T-Mobile, announced that he's going to step down from his position next year. Um, Can you give us some insider information or what's going on? Um, I'm guessing this transition was planned and we just no one knew about it, but what is the future for T-Mobile? Well, the future for the new T-Mobile is bright. And yes,
1: our fearless, uh, amazing leader, John Ledger, did announce that he is stepping down uh, at the end of April. But we are also going to be led for the new T-Mobile. We're going to be in great hands with our president and COO right now, Mike Seifert, who's been very, very involved in a lot of the uncarrier moves that T-Mobile has done over the years. I think one of the things that I want to go back and talk about is John's vision and what he had when he came to T-Mobile um, back several years ago. He was really the one that put, I guess, on the company on the forefront when it came to addressing consumer issues and alleviating uh, customer pain points. One of the first things that we did with the Uncarrier move is we got rid of early termination fees. We also uh, made a service very affordable, very accessible for all. And I think one of the legacies that John will leave is, you know, making the uncarrier be the disruptor in the marketplace, but also one that is very consumer centric. And I think with the new legacy, when we have our new CEO come on board, Mike Seaford, I think that you will see a continuation of that legacy with the new company and driving home being the disruptor in the marketplace. And quite frankly, I am really, really excited at some of the new offerings and the services that the T-Mobile is going to be, new T-Mobile is going to be launching in the future.
0: But it's great that you guys are kind of, you know, steady and ready and moving forward. Um, I'm sure in the upcoming months, we'll hear more about this. I just want to jump into many, many things that John's legacy is going to be about. And one of the last most recent announcements was the program called 5G for Good. 5G has been a buzzword. However, it's also this exciting new technology and 2020 is going to be the key year for us to figure out if America can be the leader in that market or if it's going to be China. And that's going to change the future of innovation and how the world looks. So what is T-Mobile's 5G for good? Let's start there. So- 5G for good. We just did this announcement
1: on November 7th. This is our first Uncarrier 1.0 Uncarrier move with the new T-Mobile. And there were a series of three initiatives and I'll go through them. So the first one we are just excited about is called our Connecting Heroes initiative. And this is where we uh, made a 10-year commitment for for free 5G access to every first responder At the public level and nonprofit level, state and local police, fire, and EMS across the entire country. And this is huge because, uh, you know, this is something that we didn't have before. But this is really, really changing the game, especially for, you know, our first responders who right now. A lot of them are facing a lot of budget crisis and things like that. So we have said, you know, we're going to make it accessible. This is a $7.7 billion uh, 10-year commitment to make this a free unlimited talk, text, and smartphone data available to every first first responder with the new T-Mobile. And a matter of fact, um, they can actually go on today and sign up at tmobilecom backslash Connecting Heroes, and I will tell you, um, the feedback that we got just from outside organizations and from the public safety community was just astonishing. They're so excited about this innovative offering, and they're just excited to be able to access this new, fast, robust 5G network um, that the new T-Mobile is going to have. The second area um, that we really focused on, the initiative is called the 10 Million Project. And I will tell you, I'm I'm very passionate about this one as well, just because um, this is something that affects um, households with school age children. And I can tell you that I have an eight year old who you know relies on you know the internet and and using you know her device to do homework, to get on you know a website on on the school's website to access homework. And you know
0: it's also something that teachers are relying on the internet. So, So, and I'm sure her social life also kind of depends on the phone. And it's important. (laughs) It's important. It's important to you know, for an eight year old, that's a tough age. It's important to have friends and have a community in school. So that's a very key part of it. It is. It is. And
1: you know, we felt like as a company, it was really becoming on us to come up with an initiative where we were doing our part and trying to close the homework gap. I mean, this is a huge issue. You have 35 million households in the country with children. And of those, 15% have no internet at all. So this really is, you know, a way to help and level the playing field with those households or those kids who don't have access. So what we have, you know, decided to do is to offer this service you know, to eradicate the homework gap. And this is a $10 billion commitment over the next five years. So what it's going to do, it's going to allow eligible households, um, U.S., Puerto Rico, to receive up to 100 gigabits of free internet access each year, free Wi-Fi enabled hotspots, and the option to purchase select Wi-Fi enabled devices at the company's cost. So we're making it so that the devices and the service is affordable and easily accessible and, you know, free Internet access, which is huge.
0: Is a lot. It's
1: huge. And actually, I'm going to go back. And the commitment is actually it's a 700 million commitment in hardware to 10 million household, which is huge. So I'm just really, really proud About that announcement.
0: So, um, and you guys, I'm guessing have a specific team that's going to handle like, how are the households identified or is it more of they apply and then you kind of go through the list and apply the rules to them, um, I'm guessing you also are promoting this in the communities. Yes, we have a
1: team that is um, definitely going around promoting it in the community. I think you'll see more of that a little bit more hashed out when the new T-Mobile is launched, hopefully by you know next year. We'll have this up and running. But we are
0: truly very, very excited to play you know, a role in helping to eradicate that homework gap. That's going to be amazing. I think that's one of the biggest challenges we have as a society right now, because, I mean, committing to the education is one of the biggest things you can do. And obviously committing to the first responders is in the era of climate change a key thing that we can do to fight all of the, I mean, I don't know, you as a company are doing more than some governments, not that I'm going to name any governments right yeah. now. Uh, one thing I did want to go back on is
1: our third initiative that we launched with one, one 1.0 is T-Mobile Connect. Mm-hmm. And that's where right now our lowest price plan is at $30. And with the new T-Mobile Connect we're going to have half off of T-Mobile's lowest price plan so on our new 5G network again and it's going to $15 a month which is huge because i mean this is you know for for families and for people who are underserved or disadvantaged. This is keeping money back in their pockets. It'll give customers unlimited talk and text with two gigabytes of high speed smartphone data. And that's a savings of about $180 a year, which is, you know, a big savings, you know, to put back into you know, someone's pocketbook. But more importantly, they will also be on a super fast, robust 5G network. And I think one of the things that I, you know, I want to talk about, you know, with, with 5G just a little bit, I mean, and we can talk about this in more detail, is that the fact that it is going to be a huge game changer for many different communities who rely on wireless to access broadband access. It's going to change the way that, you know, uh, whether, you know, schoolwork or, you know, jobs or health care, but it's going to have a huge impact for a lot of communities and also help and level the playing right. field. I
0: mean, even, you know, telemedicine that's right now developing, it's going to, in rural areas, you need that 5G network. You need that connection to talk to your doctor and that can truly save lives. Um, So this is called T-Mobile Connect, am I right? Yes. And um, can basically anyone at T-Mobile Connect? Yes, it's
1: open to anyone who wants to have access to T-Mobile Connect. We're opening it to everyone. Um, And this is going to happen when the next year when we have the the new T-Mobile. So we want, you know, all consumers, everyone to take advantage of this if if they're interested in signing up. So
0: I think a lot of people, I mean, I'm rethinking my plan choices right now. (laughs) Okay, so um, we've been saying new T-Mobile and I think it's like the elephant in a room but not also the elephant because it's a comfortable elephant it's like a very cute one in a room in the sense that um when we talk about the new t-mobile you're i think referring to your company merging with sprint uh and the merger is currently kind of undergoing their development but it's been moving forward and so the new t-mobile will be after the merger is completed, I'm guessing. Correct. Yes. Um, let's just not, you know, merger, antitrust, telecom, all those words give me anxiety, uh, even though we work in telecom. Um, but, uh, I don't want to dive into like, the nitty-gritty. I don't think our listeners are going to be into that, although a lot of them are wonks. Um, but what is going on with the merger? Like, wh- What stage are you guys at? What can you tell us about the merger? And how do you, you, from the inside, see it? We're very, very, I will tell you,
1: really, really excited about the new company and what it means for con- consumers. Mm-hmm. In a lot of areas, uh, the new T-Mobile will be building out in rural parts of the country. And bringing 5G super fast, a robust network to those areas that are unserved and underserved. Also, in a lot of parts of the country will be a new entry in certain markets that we haven't, you know, serviced before, but that's on a 5G network. And that network really is going to be a game changer. A lot of times, and I don't know if you've seen this, but in the the Pew report, they talk about how communities of color access wireless as their primary mode to broadband access. And I think part of that is just because of, you know, pricing and it just being accessibility. accessibility. And, you know, with the new T-Mobile, we recognize that. And the fact that we'll be able to be a competitor to not wireless, but all video, all, you know, um, broadband platforms. So even video and, you know, cable, 5G is really going to take it to the next level. And it's going to have, you know, faster speeds, low latency, and you'll be able to do these things in rural areas, even more like, you know, when it comes to, you know, the healthcare technology, when it comes to just simple things Mm -hmm. for consumers, you know, uh, using, You know, internet to access jobs. When you talk about smart cities or smart communities, AI and and what's coming down the pike with IoT, these are technologies that, you know, others in in the unserved communities will not be left behind, but it really will be a game changer for those communities and constituencies.
0: So, Mary, I've known you for a little bit, and um, I think a lot of uh, negativity that exists around this merger. Um, is based on kind of old school of like oh one plus one is one and like now we're gonna have free carriers and that's kind of misunderstanding economics and also um, misunderstanding the identity and the DNA of your company in particular. Um, what um, I think you've been very positive when it comes to kind of reacting to those kind of to those kind of moods and attacks and is it the faith in what you guys are doing and your mission that kind of keeps you going what is the what is the future as you see it
1: i can tell you that the company that i work for and i'm very passionate about you know the uncarrier story it really is one that is focused about you know providing access and affordable access to all Americans, all consumers. And the one thing that we have really prided ourselves on and, and when we talk about, you know, the uncarrier initiatives that we did, especially with the last one that we just launched with 5G for good. Is making sure that you know we have a role when it comes to you know the digital divide and and making sure that you know all underserved or unserved communities have access to broadband and I feel like you know that's a legacy that will continue you know with the new company that will can will, will continue to push the envelope continue to be disruptive in the marketplace but also at the same time making it so that. It's accessible. It's affordable for all consumers, Just to, but to take it to the next level.
0: As it comes to uh, competing in rural America, you guys have been taking strides in that and have a new rollout on that too, right? Yes,
1: we have. We actually did announce with the new T-Mobile that we are plans to serve rural America. I mean, this has been a a big priority for us, as well as making sure that we have access with the 5G network to areas that are unserved. And so the commitment is to provide outdoor wireless coverage to reach 59.4 million rural Americans. That's about 95.8% of the estimated 62 million rural residents in the United States. I mean, this is this is huge when you think about the options and the choices in the marketplace that these rural areas, that these uh, uh, consumers have. Then three years of the creation of the new T-Mobile, more than half of the U.S. population will have access to 5G download speeds of at least 100 megabits per second, which is super fast. And just three years later, the new T-Mobile will be offering a 5G download speeds of at least 100 megabits to two thirds of rural Americans. So we're really, really excited what we're going to be able to do on this new on our new company's network, but even more so excited at the fact that we're going to be able to take this nationwide and take it to places who have been neglected, quite frankly, by our competitors as well. So.
0: Color America magenta color. We love it.
1: <laughs> I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm so so excited. I have been with the company uh, for about nine and a half years, and I've been in the in the wireless industry for well over a decade. And. Um, just to see the change and where we're going and where we're headed. I'm super excited at the fact that, you know, the, the new T-Mobile is going to take it to the next level and that we're going to be launching 5G. I mean, 5G in the U.S. is going to be a huge game changer, not just for our industry, but on all industries that, you know, whether you talk about, you know, autonomous vehicles, whether you talk about uh, crop duster technology for agriculture. And whether you talk about artificial intelligence and, you know, IoT, and it's just going to be a, a huge game changer. And I'm excited to be a part of it, but to more so be a part of it uh, with the UnCarrier.
0: Okay. So you already touched upon what I was going to ask you. You're just reading my mind. Um, so we always do a segment called Women in Tech, and you're obviously a woman in tech and um, one of the coolest people I've met, like obviously people, I think I can tell through just the audio, but she has like this cool air around her, you know, like those people who just kind of just walk into her and you're like, that person is cool. Um, and I think it comes from just the fact that you've been very passionate about what you do and the work you've been doing in the sector. Uh, do you mind sharing with our listeners how you ended up in T-Mobile and what were you doing before that? Like how you ended up in tech? So I
1: actually ended up at T-Mobile, and not to say how old I am, but I started in 2005. Um, so you were I, two. I, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I first came to the company in 2005, uh, and at that time, uh, it, it, I think we had at most maybe... 10 million subscribers. I mean, we were a lot smaller. Uh, the industry was smaller then. And I was there for a little while. And uh, then I left. What were you doing when you came to a company? I was actually on, on the federal government affairs team, but I was lobbying at the time. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, was a was a lawyer and had also worked on Capitol Hill. Um, which was great. Got this opportunity to come into this new cool company called T-Mobile and loved the issues, loved talking about spectrum, about taxes on broadband deployment. And then I left the company, was gone for about four years, and then I came back I will tell you, I, I came back at a time when we did our transaction with Metro PCS. We became a publicly traded company. We launched our on-carrier moves. And, you know, we, you know, became that maverick in the marketplace. But I can tell you, I've been just so blessed and fortunate to be a part of this company but i will tell you that the best part of the company really is the people <laughs> who have been you know absolutely amazing and if you uh, check up you know go to a T-Mobile store if you're on social media it really is the people in the company that that really make it the best culture ever. It's one that fosters um, inclusivity, diversity. And so a lot of times when I'm telling the story about what we're doing out in the community, because we do try to embed ourselves in the communities where we work and where our customers live, it's very easy to do that in an authentic way, just because um, this is a company that cares about its customer base. It's also one that does care about its people. And you will see that passion and that drive at folks that come to work every day and who are very passionate about taking the young carrier to the, to the next level. And I also think it's one that with the new T-Mobile, you'll kind of see that even even taking that further in the, into the next level with all you know, the employees that we have.
0: Since the young age, obviously, since 2005, you've been in this space. And um, I mean, so I've been in tech policy for almost four years now, straight out of school. And even I have seen changes. And I think with every day, every month, uh, there's more and more conversation and awareness of diversity and inclusivity. And it's not just buzzwords for us. It, it It is buzzwords for some people, but even if they use it just for their own advantage, I think they're moving forward uh, the whole goal, like the plaque post. Um, what has been your experience, um, let's say not just within the company, like developing the diversity within the company, but just in the space? Because I'm guessing it was way different in 2005. It was, it's It's very, very,
1: very different. I can tell you in my company, we have a large a very, very high percentage of women in leadership roles at the company. And I can tell you that that is growing. And I, being a black woman at, at, at T-Mobile and I'm a vice president, you know, I'm, I'm very comforted at the fact that, you know, I have a voice and I have a seat at the table, but I also have one where, you know, my voice is uh, respected and it's one that I can help, you know, lend a voice and you know i i can tell you we have a lot of um, allies coming from a lot of our our male colleagues at the company who are very very supportive of women and in in taking it to the next level especially those who are growing in their careers and it is one that you know from from ledger and from our new incoming CEO who's going to come in May, Mike Seifert. It, it, it's one that they're, they're very, very committed to diversity and inclusion at the company now, but in the future company, it's it's what makes us who we are. So it's one that, you know, even at the top levels, they're passionate about it. And so that trickles down to everyone else in the company. So I can tell you it, it's a great company to work for, especially, you know, I think for women.
0: And I think it's important to notice and mention when I even started being in the space within the first year, I had younger, you know, women and just I'm an immigrant, I'm Middle Eastern. I had uh, people from that background come up to me and say, you know, it's really cool to see that you're in this space based, like just the fact that you are in the position you are. And, you know, I work for a small think tank, but like, I think just people seeing that you and knowing that you are vice president of T-Mobile and you are there in that boardroom when these decisions are made. And so when people are talking about rural America or underserved communities or diversity, it's not just... Bunch of, I'm sorry, but a bunch of white guys just kind of like guessing what it is. Um, but it, it is your experience and your perspective and your understanding of it that you lend to them. And the fact that the company understands that, I think, is one of the reasons it's been so successful and it's been a disruptor. Uh, it's always the team that makes all the whole difference.
1: Ash, I, and I, I want to thank you for that. <laughs> and I also want to thank you for, you know, being a voice in the tech industry. It is a much needed voice. And I, I will tell you, I recognize the fact that there still is a lack of diversity in tech and we still have a long way to go. But I'm confident, you know, that, you know, we have allies and we have people like you and others who are behind the scenes, who are, are pushing this forward. The other thing I did want to bring up, and um, this was announced actually several months ago, back in October, the new T-Mobile signed on for diversity MOU with six civil rights groups. And we made a commitment to corporate governance, to supplier diversity, to workforce recruitment and retention. And also philanthropic investment in the communities, especially those communities that we serve and who are our customer base. So I'm really, really excited about that commitment. It was very intentional and it really stros, shows a strong commitment to diversity and inclusion with the new company. So I'm just, again, I'm just proud to be at an organization that values its employees, and also is committed to bringing this DNI and and the new company.
0: I think that's the definition of putting your money where your mouth is at. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that note, I think we're going to end this episode. Uh, our listeners can find out more on the T-Mobile website. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. The Tech Policy Podcast is produced and
1: distributed by Tech Freedom, a nonpartisan nonprofit think tank in Washington, D.C., To learn more about our work, make a tax-deductible donation, or find other episodes, find us online at techfreedom.org.